life, not others, with Tim Hoover and Steve Mittman. Master Hawk is back on the show, and we're going to talk more about fear because there's so much to, well, to discuss, to understand fear. It's not always something you have to conquer because uh, I think it's relative and it's a case-by-case thing because fear is good. Fear is what's allowed us to live as a species for, you know, thousands of years by adapting and evolving. If we eliminate fear, uh, that's not a good thing. So just understanding fear is, I think, the key to it and knowing how to react to it. If you let it dictate your life, that's not a good thing the way I see it. But uh, if you're in control of it, just like any emotion, really, that can be used to make you better and stronger. And Tim, you talked about that, about bridging us as, as martial artists. That makes so much sense to me. If you look at Black Belt from the beginning, you're going to let fear conquer you and take over, and you're going to quit before you begin. If you think of all the things that Black Belt entails, the forms, the knowledge you need, fighting people at a higher level, it's scary. But if you look at, all right, I just have to do this, this, and this, and I get to yellow belt, and then this, this, and this, and I get to orange belt, and green belt, and brown belt, and so on and so on. That really clicks and resonates in, in my mind and handling fear by, by bridging, like you said. That's absolutely true. And in a way, that's why we do break up as far as the martial arts into belt levels, into steps. You're taking one step at a time, like the old Chinese thing of <laughs> the journey of a thousand miles begins with the first one step. step as yeah. you take a step after step, you're getting closer to the goal, but each step is a handleable, we'll say, um, amount that you can work on. So you're right. So it's bridging that gap step by step, and it does make a lot of sense. I agree with that. The first fear that people have uh, in general is death, but the second fear that they've actually done statistics on is speaking, public speaking. Right. People are very it's, afraid of public speaking. It's funny you say that, Tim, because they're they're so opposite. If you think about death, you die alone and yeah. there's nobody with you. And I think that's one of the things that brings up fear is that it is an individual process. Public speaking is there's thousands of people around you. <laughs> so yeah. but in <laughs> in a sense you're still alone. And that feeling of loneliness and attacking the um, the matter of fear alone is is huge. I know um, many times I'll line up a black belt test or even an underranked test with supporting friends. Um, a lot of people say after a black belt test that they never ever would have gotten through it without the support from the school, the family, the friends. When uh-huh. a student finally makes it to black belt, I will line up the mother and the father, the brothers and the sisters, the uncles, the grandparents behind them. And then I give them a minute or two to turn after they get their black belt to hug and thank the people that helped them get that black belt, not just on the one day, but on every day for four years, five years, six years. I think the one of the things that helps us deal with fear and get through fear and achieve the goal of trying to knock that wall down with a sledgehammer is the support of others. And, yeah. and I just have to, have to say that because I always have a saying, um, the three F's, faith, family, and friends. When I get to the point where my fear is overwhelming and I cannot do anything through the process of thinking it out, where the thought process is gone, eliminated, where I cannot take a calculated strike here and get out of that fear level, I'm alone. And the only thing that carries me through that barrier is my faith. 
my faith in my creator, my faith in my God. And I refer to it a lot of these episodes. But there's many days, many days that I would not be able to get through it without that faith to know that there is a greater power than me that will help me get through it. And I believe it. And it happens. And I think mm-hmm. that there's a series of levels of fear, some that you can conquer by yourself through calculating thinking and thought, intelligence, process, bridging, others, the help of friends and family. And then finally, when you get there, you're all alone. You know, obviously, your faith. I agree with you 100% on that. And um, let me quick uh, remind people what the definition of fear that we talked about the other time was as an unpleasant emotion caused or resulting from the perception of a threat to the ego. The idea of perception is really important. Uh, imagine that you're um, coming home at night and say you had uh, at your house, uh, there was some construction work going on, but you're living in an area where there are a lot of poisonous snakes and people maybe have gotten bitten by them and so on. But you're coming home at night and late to your house. And when you're walking up to the door, you see a coiled shape in the dark right in the pathway to your door. And all at once, it looks like you're looking at a snake. There's a snake there waiting and you become afraid. You know, your heart starts beating fast and start perspiring and you want to avoid you go very quietly, try to get around it. The other way and you get into your house you're very um glad you got in and you know you go to bed you're at home and later on at the day you get up when it's light and you walk out there and you look and there's a coiled up rope laying there in the yard the construction people forgot to put it away it's laying there in the yard so you go pick it up put it in the garage or wherever your perception changed so now what happened to your fear So your fear was based on your perception that you thought this thing was a threat. This was a poisonous snake going to bite you when you when you walk by. Well, now you see you've got new insight. You've got new perception on it. And you see, oh, it's a rope. I had no need for fear. You misperceived. It's based on perception. It doesn't even have to be a real threat. But if we perceive it as a threat, then that fight or flight response can kick in and we're afraid and all the results happen. Bingo, you hit it. And that's what we're experiencing now. There's fact, there's fiction, and there's perception by listening to social media and the influx of news and the overwhelming amount of what we're told is true is, is perception of, and that creates fear, which the reality is stops us from living our lives. And yes, But then there's a huge difference, Tim, between that and no perception, but being diagnosed with a disease, cancer, whatever. And now all of a sudden you got this thing that is real and now you are fearful and you have to rely on on your faith and and the process of things to get better. But yeah, yeah, there's a big difference there. There's a big difference between real fear and, like you said, perception. Uh, yeah. what we think is, and it's not. Yeah, that's a good point, Tim. And if you think it's uh, something that's a real threat, but it's not, then it's a misperception. But what you're talking about is an actual true perception of something that you're dealing with that is a threat. Both, of course, can cause fear, but we want to know which one is which, obviously, like you're saying. Right. So sometimes it just comes back to your instincts, Tim, uh, to yes. just for, look at the perception and say, that's that's well, not a snake. The construction workers left the rope. Exactly. 
So you could tie that into the fear of the unknown because you you thought it was a snake. You projected something onto it to think it's this, but actually you didn't know it was a rope. So the fear of the unknown is is a very, very strong fear. And like you say, that's one of the things we're dealing with in this pandemic thing. You know, it's like, who has it? Does he have it? Does she have it? You don't know. There's an unknown factor. And what's the best to do? Some people say do this. Some say do that. It's very um, confusing. So there's an unknown factor. So you have a lot of people walking around in fear and maybe getting that fight or flight syndrome triggered, but they don't know what to do. So we've got a lot of people that are dealing with anxiety. You know, fear produces stress and anxiety. And uh, so we see a lot of people um, dealing with this issue right now in our in our whole world. We have a guest who uh, joins us often, as you do, on our show. His name is Jared Spencer. He's a psychologist, Dr. Jared Spencer. And, you know, he, his oh. definition of anxiety is the fear of the unknown. So I think the steps we can take, if we don't know something, well, let's do our best to find out the answers. And then once we do, we can make sense of it. We can rationalize it and start working step by step, bridging those gaps to eliminate the fear and then all of a sudden it's not unknown it's yep. known and there goes your anxiety yes well what he says is true it's in other words they often say that uh, anxiety is more free floating like fear is more specific like you can get a specific fear of something mm -hmm. but if you like sort of don't know exactly what it is it's kind of free floating around but you feel that feeling of there's a threat then they often label that as anxiety. And that's which the is, worst because it's ambiguous. Yeah, there's no name to it. There's no face to it. There's no way to explain it, but you feel it and you can't quite put your finger on it. And that's anxiety. Right. And that's, that's like the worst level of it that we've all experienced at some point. Yeah. Now here's a, a perfect example of referring to the martial arts is when you have the bridging program and each each student, you know, male or female, look to move forward in the test, it is a, um, a, a process of practice of what they need to know. But then in the part of the test and the process of the test, there's also a part which they're not going to know. And that's where their instincts have to kick in. For instance, as we all know, kata is prearranged movement that can be mentally recorded and remembered over and over again and then done in a process of knowing exactly what step, what block, and what strike is going to be used. So the yep. student has to perform that. But then within a couple minutes later, they have to spar somebody, fight somebody, and that's all instincts. There's a, there's a transfer between the, the prearranged movements and then the ability to bring them up without thought and to react to things that maybe we don't have the time to make that calculating guess or say it's going to be this way or that way. We just have to react on our patterns that were created before in the past, I think. And that has a lot to do with our personalities and the things that we, we shape prior to the day or to the week or to the weekend or to the month or to the year coming up. We work on ourselves. We try to think right so that when something comes up that is unusual and doesn't feel or it doesn't fall into that particular pattern that we expect, we hope to react properly. It's very important that you know your subject really well, so well that you can use it in a spontaneous situation like that. So I would say one of the very first things in dealing with this kind of thing with, uh, you know, fear, anxiety, and so on, is to really understand 
you know, all you can, get all the information, learn all you can about the situation or whatever you're dealing with, then we're going to avoid some of that misperception that we talked about. And you'll have a means or like a toolbox to deal with it. So know your subject is very, very important. What you just said right there, you want to learn as much as possible and find out as much information about your particular fear so that you can handle it and knock it out one by one by one. And I think that's why anxiety is at an all-time high and there's so much fear because the finish line keeps changing. The information we're trying to absorb is, A, it's not easily attainable. Just when we think we know something, we don't. That then changes. So it's ever elusive and it maintains that level of fear because we still don't have answers two years into this, and that maintains that anxiety. Yes, I, I'd say you're, you're absolutely onto something there, and you're right that if we don't know the fear, uh, we don't know the details and understand it completely what it is, it can keep going on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And as we mentioned before, emotions, any emotion we can say, are great motivators, They motivate something, you know, if you have the good emotion, the happiness or whatever, you want to go towards it. You'll work towards doing what it takes to get that. Or if you have the negative emotion of fear, as we say, or sadness or whatever it is, depression, you want to get away from it. So you're motivated to do behaviors to get away. Now, the problem with that is if somebody wants to use that, if somebody we'll say political on whichever side we want to talk about or whatever, decides to use emotion to control people, fear is a big a big one. Mm-hmm. Now you can do it. You know, if, if people are living in fear, then they have to do this or that or whatever. It, it can be used that way. And that's on any side, whoever's in a position to manipulate that. Mm-hmm. But something we need to be aware of and uh, and like you say, look at get the true facts, get the true understanding, then we can make a better decision and judgment on it. Yeah, I I agree 100%, Tim. And and again, I do want to thank you for always coming on the show. And um, some of us, I think, what we have been experiencing are going through a numbing process, almost like a fog, where we're losing touch of our physical ability, our, our mental capacity to be able to calculate and think, and definitely our spiritual sense that There's something there that we need to work with and grow. That's my biggest concern, is that fear is just overwhelmingly fogging the whole screen. So we cannot see uh, within ourselves and continue to reflect and learn how to become better human beings. Thank you for listening to Attack Life, Not Others. Subscribe to our podcast. And for more on our way of life through the martial arts, go to hooverkarate.com. This has been a Steve Mittman social media creation. Creation, creation. Steve Mittman social media.com.